Blog Talk Radio. BDPAI Radio showcases IT entrepreneurs, technology experts, and computer science academics. We highlight people with a passion for educating our youth in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. BDPAI Radio Show serves the BDPA members, sponsors, entrepreneurs, educational institutions, and the black community. BDPAI Radio, linking business, education, and technology. Well, welcome to the BDPAI Radio Show. I'm Fran McNeil, producer of the show, and joining me this evening are our special co-host, Ron Story and Jayla Cruz, and our guest, first guest on the line, is Adrian Abels. Welcome to the DDPAI Radio Show. We're glad to have you listening in. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you're close to your computer so that you can tweet about the show and um, feel free to ask questions of the guests online. So what I'm going to do, because we have a great lineup this evening, I am going to turn the microphone over to Ron Story, who will actually start the first interview with Adrian Abels, who is a college student at DePaul University. Ron? Hey, good evening. Uh, I'm BDPA Radio. Uh, Tonight I'll be hosting with Jayla Cruz, and also uh, we also have a host of Tim Bucks. I'll be interviewing Adrian Abels. Um, Adrian is a Johnson & Johnson BDPA scholarship recipient and student at DePaul University. Adrian is majoring in information technology at DePaul, and he's also captain of the DePaul University soccer team. Uh, One of the exciting things that Adrian has done was to compete in the 13th annual BDPA IT showcase in Washington, D.C. this past August. Uh, His topic focused on social media and how it can positively impact the workplace and infrastructure, communication, and environment. We'll talk about his BDPA presentation, his interest, and future outlook in IT. So, Adrian, how are you doing this evening? Oh, I'm doing great, Ron. It's great to be here. Uh, thank you. Thank you for coming and being available to uh, speak uh, this evening. And uh, you hail from Oklahoma. Uh, what part? I actually am from Oklahoma City, so right smack dab in the middle. Oh, great, great. Uh, I've visited and never made it to Oklahoma City. been to Tulsa several times and uh, actually like the area a little bit. So how did you first find out about BDPA and uh, what has kept you involved? So uh, one of the things about BDPA that I found really interesting that kept me involved are just the people that are involved with the organization in general. Every single person I've met has been an intellectual and specializes in their own field or knowledge, and I feel like every conversation I have, I learn something new. And that's one of the best things about BDPA and one of the things that kept me interested over the long period of time that I've been within the program. Oh, great. Great. So when we look at that connection that you had with have had with BDPA in terms of being a senior at DePaul University, how does BDPA connect with your studies? PA, the way it connected through my studies is actually through the IT showcase and preparing for it. So I'm a computer science major at DePaul University, and BDPA 
gave me the opportunity to do research for IT, any IT area that I wanted. And so I have done a good amount of internships in different areas. And BDPA giving me the opportunity to do some research. I wanted to go into an area that I have, you know, is relevant in my life, which is social media. Within my generation, it has a huge role to play. However, I didn't really know all the IT sides of it and the reach that it had, especially within companies. And so that's one of the things that inspired um, my research and joining BDPA and going to the IT showcase. Okay, you, you mentioned a couple of things here with reference to internships and social media. Let me back into your internships. Can you share with us those experiences? Because one of the things that I find important um, for um, budding professionals, particularly students, is to actually source out and seek um, internships, either paid or non-paid. Can you share with the, our audience that experience, your internship experience, and how it's prepared you professionally? Yes, sir. Oh, I can definitely do that. Um, for the, my internship experience, when I first attended DePaul University, I wanted to, one of the things that I was worried about is my classroom experience, how it transferred over to the professional realm and the professional world. And mm -hmm. I used internships as a way to figure out what I wanted to do. So, you know, for upcoming seniors in high school that are going to college and trying to figure out what they want to do, Internships is a great way to get into a field or area that you're interested in and maybe a possible major that you want to do and find out if you really like it or not. So the past internships I've done have varied from business to IT. And with that, I've learned what I like and what I don't and also how to apply certain classroom techniques and materials and lessons into those internships, which also has a role to play into BDPA. Oh, excellent. And she hit, you hit one of the nails dead on the head in sharing that it gives, gives you an experience or gave you an experience as well as gives others um, um, some of the areas of, of, of the profession in which they um, may like or may dislike and enable you to really recraft and regear your uh, career. Uh, that, that's exactly. Tell us more about the You're process of earning Johnson Johnson scholarship. So with the Johnson & Johnson Scholarship, I found out about it whenever I was actually on an internship for Eli Lilly this summer. And I was searching for intern or um, scholarships and things like that. And Johnson & Johnson has, I've heard that name growing up within my childhood, whether it's within episodes of TV shows I liked or commercials. And so that immediately grabbed my attention. And then when I looked up the criteria for the scholarship, one thing that really inspired me to try my best in getting the scholarship was the soul searching that I had to do. So Johnson & Johnson scholarship was oriented around community involvement and organization. And I'm looking back on my life, and I've been in Jack and Jill of America, which is another prominent African-American organization that encouraged uh, community service and things like that. But I really had to look you know, to the depths of my past and memories and experiences. And I realized that I've done a lot of community involvement with the sport that I love, soccer, which is one of the main mm -hmm. reasons I attend Paul. And it, it, just, it just came onto the paper. I started talking story after story after story of, you know, kids that I've helped or schools that I've gone to and the impact that I've had on these kids and how happy it made me feel. And so just seeing those kids and seeing the impact I had, I just tried to explain that with applying to the Johnson & Johnson Scholarship. 
and I just wanted to convey the goals and just the experiences that I gained from volunteering and helping out my community. Mm-hmm. Let's pull a nugget out of that. You applied for that scholarship prior to entering the fall or during the time you were at the fall? Uh, during the time that I was at DePaul. So it was over the summer, and I was actually working at Eli Lilly, but I'm still a DePaul student. I still have one year to go. Excellent. So I wanted to share that in, 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 with the audience with respect to that a lot of scholarships don't don't necessarily occur prior to your senior year of high school mm-hmm. going into your freshman year, but actually during the course of the four years that you're in undergraduate school. So that's really to encourage the audience that if they have any children um, or students that are in college to continue looking for scholarships and those mm-hmm. other financial resources while you're there. And, 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 you, and you were able to look at ways to tie your um, extracurricular activity, uh, your soccer uh, with your academics, and to, to write about that and, and, and really look at a way that it has worked with for you within the community and its impact of, of you know the game of soccer with regard to that and, and the way you, you share with our audience the way it touched on the various lives of the youth that you've been able to talk to and present. Share with us a little bit more about that. So you want me sorry, which is a little hard to hear you there. So you want me to just talk about just the role that soccer had to play within community involvement? Is that what you're asking? Yes. Yes. The okay. relevant the soccer had to play. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so one of the biggest impacts that I feel that I had on the community with soccer is visiting schools that had, especially middle schools that had high or uh, had soccer teams. And for a lot of these kids in middle schools, um, my dad is a teacher. And so he is always visiting a lot of middle schools that don't necessarily have a lot of funding or public schools that are a little more run down and the kids are still trying to get access to just general school supplies. And so with this, I really wanted to convey to these kids who use soccer as sort of a escape and a way to get away from a lot of problems and issues that they have at home. I wanted to convey to them that they need to not just focus on the sport, but they also need to focus on the classroom because the combination of the two is what allows them to get scholarships and allows them to move on to the next level after they get to high school. And so I really conveyed that to them because at that time I was at DePaul. Excellent. And does that answer your question? I can expand upon it if you like. Yeah, you, you had shared with regards to looking at how the role of the uh, of soccer uh, was utilized as not only having the, 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 the youth look at it as a role of escape in a sense, but also to focus on um, on the classroom and not only as a sport and then to leverage it. Um, which which, mm-hmm. which I find that with that type of guidance is really helpful for for a lot of um, young um, students with regards to how do they use their um, athleticism or their sports to to leverage that into those goals that they can can achieve moving forward education or others and mm-hmm. not just looking at, I'm gonna go pro at some point. Um, so you know, when we look again, tying in your IT and you're 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 able to to um, you were a student athlete as, as one and one that excelled in in, in academics in school. Um, with your participation in the BDPA Midwest Regional IT Showcase, what topic did you present? So the topic that I presented is social media within the workplace and the impact that it has. 
and some of the ways. Oh, go ahead. No, go right ahead. Social media in the workplace. So social media within the workplace and just some of the ways that companies are using social media to allow their industry and their company to progress faster than others within their industry that aren't using it. So the problem of today or the big debate over social media is that there are two sides to this. There are companies that think social media is a digital security risk and that it's just a major problem within the workplace and allowing coworkers and employees to focus. And then there are companies that are constantly struggling with this negative side and overcoming it and starting to figure out how they can implement social media in positive ways. So some examples of this is, for example, companies that are using social media to just see how their customers and how their patients are reacting to their product. That is huge because social media is literally the thought process of people and just how they're communicating and what they're talking about your product. So as a company, you're getting an idea of your image. You're getting an idea of how your product is affecting your consumer. And then also you're allowed to look for digital security risks through social media as well. And so essentially at the IT Showcase, the main point that I wanted to convey is that if you're a company that is not using social media or researching how to implement it within your field, then you are falling rapidly behind those that are constantly researching and searching ways to implement social media within the infrastructure of their company and to research how to react with the consumers. Hmm. Hmm. Excellent. Excellent. So what were your three key takeaways for that? So the three key takeaways for this is I had three different aspects, and then I also had an extra added in um, element that I wanted to throw in. The three aspects of what social media applies to companies are employee-to-employee, business-to-employee, and business-to-business. These three aspects cover all of the ways that a company could use social media. So, for example, employee-to-employee, I know Eli Lilly, which is the company that I worked on or worked for this summer, they have a program or an application called The Loop. And essentially, The Mm -hmm. Loop is a central hub for Eli Lilly communication for employees. Now, the reason why The Loop, this social media tool, is so useful is because it allows communities within Lilly. And these communities can range from any topic. They can range from very formal, which can be projects and business plans and just planning out your strategic plan for your team. And then it can range, I've seen topics in communities such as why does my dog wag its tail? And why this is so important is because this allows employees to actually go out and express themselves and communicate with coworkers. And they did this through several different elements that I explained throughout my presentation. Mm -hmm. And then there's business to employee, which applications like that, a good example of that is LinkedIn. Companies need to make sure that they're taking, they're taking advantage of these applications because LinkedIn is probably one of the most popular examples of this because it has a very reliable security. It also has a very big fan base as well. So there are a good amount of people using LinkedIn. And it also allows a connection between entities, which are companies, and people and allows people to give a first-hand presentation to companies that they're looking for. And it also allows companies to search for certain attributes within employees that they want. It's absolutely vital and huge for a recruitment process of a company to use social media to find employees that they want that will benefit the companies that have the same values and have the qualifications that can help the business. 
And then mm-hmm. lastly, there is business to business. And one of the examples that I use in my presentation for this is Cafe Pharma. So within the pharmaceutical industry, there is a website or an application, depending on what you want to call it, called Cafe Pharma, which is very similar to the loop to where it has communities and different ideas and topics that you can talk about. However, it is specific to the pharmaceutical industry. And so I, mm-hmm. I want everyone in the audience to think about this for a second, because if you have an application that is using social media to bring different companies within one industry together, rival companies together to talk mm-hmm. and discuss about ideas that can benefit their industry as a whole, not only does it make connections and makes bonds and maybe possible partners within companies, everyone is benefiting from this because you're getting through ideas faster, you're sharing ideas, you're trying to work together, and everyone starts making money. And, yes, you're still rivals, but at the same time, you're working together because of the social media application. And a lot of companies hmm. don't realize this. Oh, that's, that's, that's an interesting aspect of that. Uh, and you said it is called Cafe Farber? It, yes, it is called Cafe Pharma, and it is for the pharmaceutical industry specifically. And then there's even more than that that you can go into. For example, um, did you know that one out of five tweets is about a business-related topic? Mm. There are so many different advantages to social media applications that companies don't know or are too afraid to look into. It is absolutely vital for companies to start thinking about this because with each new generation, Mm-hmm. you have earlier and earlier access to mobile devices. Another fun fact is that there's more mobile devices on this planet than there are people. And with each mobile device, you have access to social media applications. And when sixth graders are getting cell phones, the first thing mm-hmm. that they're doing is going to Facebook. And so companies, if they're looking for internship programs, they're looking for ones in college, but the really successful companies that are really trying to build a solid foundation for recruitment are starting in mm-hmm. middle school. And they're using social media applications to not reach out to the kids, but to the parents of those kids. Because in middle school, you're, you're not really, you don't really know what you want to do with your life. You're going to school. You're trying to figure out. You're trying to learn your lessons and build your foundation. But your parents are, always have your best interest at heart. Internship is, you know, even if you're not getting paid, you're still getting experience. And so if kids mm-hmm. start doing internships and reaching out to companies through social media and companies are reaching out to them, if by the time they're done with college, they'll have more field experience than most people that have been in the workforce for four or five years. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the special things that I loved about BDPA is that a lot of the high school students, I learned a great right. deal from them. These kids mm-hmm. are amazing. They're doing entire senior projects that I would do that I would have six months within the time span of a competition. Wow. It's amazing to see this. It is. And that's why I was so interested in BDPA. How did you find your uh, the was it was it uh, challenging uh, presenting in DC? Oh, I'm sorry. What was that? Was it challenging presenting in DC? Oh, uh, was it challenging? Uh, actually, uh, actually, IT showcase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the IT showcase was um, very challenging for me uh, for the presentation aspect of it. Um, I love presenting to people and conveying ideas. Um, I, my team and I actually dealt with some adversity whenever we came to the competition. We thought that mm. our presentations needed to be 16 minutes long at the minimum. And so we go in and we're presenting, and Dr. Beasley, who is one of the 
starters of BDPA and very involved within it is critiquing our presentations and told us that we needed to cut it down to 10 minutes because that's the maximum. And so that was one of the biggest challenges I had. But at the same time, because of the preparation that our supervisors gave us within the Indianapolis chapter, we were able to overcome that and figure out and present in a positive manner to where we were still able to convey the information we wanted. And it was a very maturing experience for me to present in such an audience, especially that was full of so many different intellectuals. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. And great friendships that you, uh, I'm sure that you've made during that uh, course of time that you were there. Mm-hmm. I made a good amount of friendships, and I made so many different connections as well. Oh, excellent. Excellent. So as we as we look at your um, moving forward in your career, um, how do you see, because it seems like you really have a, a, a major interest as well, looking at um, ways to to uh, apply social media within a, a professional environment and the usefulness within your career. How do you see utilizing it, um, that as a platform moving forward? I see it as probably one of the biggest advantages that companies are going to have in the next 10 years. Figuring out how to use social media applications is absolutely key. And in order to do so, you have to be very innovative with ideas of how you're going to reach out to people. For example, um, one of the big, I guess, social media applications of my generation right now, and is actually across multiple generations, is Snapchat. Snapchat, Mm -hmm. for those of you in the audience that don't know what it is, it's an application that allows you to take a picture and you send it to your friends and after you can put a time period on it and however a certain amount of time it disappears and the person can't look at it again. Now, this doesn't really apply to companies. However, Snapchat has an area to where they have ESPN, they have other companies that are putting advertisements on Snapchat. And so people can go to these advertisements and they're rather funny. So they're like Geico commercials or they're like ESPN commercials with professional athletes and things like that. And you go and view these and they're really entertaining and they're conveying messages to you about their company and about their business. Companies Mm. don't know about this within Snapchat. There are so many different ideas that can be grown from something that has just began and just started getting kicked off around 2005 to 2010. This is when social media really started taking off. And now its growth is absolutely amazing. Excellent. I, and I like what you share with our audience and rego- with regards to um, looking at social media, its impact, um, you know, your approach to looking at it from an employee-to-employee perspective or business-to-employee in the business-to-business mm-hmm. that um, with a positive impact on the workplace, its infrastructure, um, and even looking forward, as you just shared with Snapchat, um, the, the future environment and the utilization of that um, in, in, in business development and business growth uh, with mm-hmm. regards to that. Um, share with us two lessons you would like to have our audience have a, a, a takeaway with. Um, what two lessons would you like to share with the BDPA audience? Okay. Um, so one of the lessons that I'd like to take in this this doesn't necessarily deviate from IT, but this is just something that I live my life by. It is to appreciate that the little things are the big things. So the little details within your day, you need to make sure that you keep them in mind and you don't forget about it and you don't overlook them. 
whether that's just simply waking up and realizing that you're alive and breathing in and out, and also that pertains to if you have a project or something like that, keeping the big goal in mind, but also keeping the little steps that you need to take to achieve each goal. So you need to make sure that you are just aware in general and just appreciate the little things because those are the big things. The little things matter, and that's what makes the big things. Social media applications, companies, this all starts from people working their way up and making businesses piece by piece, and they're taking every little aspect into play. And so in order to be a successful businessman or a successful IT professional, it is making sure that you're taking care of the little things first, taking care of the fact that maybe you take a little bit of every day, instead of listening to music in your car, you're listening to someone talk about a new IT technology. So that's, that's just mm-hmm. a small example. It's just constantly being aware of yourself and being aware of your surroundings. And that's also a good way to keep calm and just, in stressful situations to get through it as well. Oh, excellent. So appreciate that, the little thing or the big thing. And I mm-hmm. like the way you tied it up and saying be aware and appreciate. So in the mm-hmm. last few seconds, um, what final thought would you like to share? Final thought? I, mm-hmm. I think the final thought that I'd like to share is to remember to have a balance with your work ethic. So whether you're a high school student or a professional or someone that has completed their career, you always want to keep a balance. And so whatever you're working towards, work hard, study hard, put in the hours, and make sure you know your stuff. But at the same time, realize that you're a human being and that life is special and that you truly only live once and that the memories that you share with your loved ones are what really matters. A lot of people get caught up into the fact of money and advancement and things like that, which is great. But in order to do that, that allows you to have more enjoyment and better experiences within your family. And so I just want to convey to everybody out there to make sure that you're working hard, that at the same time you appreciate the fact that you are working hard and that you take the right amount of time off and just kick back and relax a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and it sounds like you have implemented that very successfully uh, during your 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 college career, and as well as you prepare for your professional career. Well, Adrian, we'd like to thank you for being a guest this evening with the BDPA I Radio, and uh, we look forward to continually having a dialogue and, and and working with you, and more importantly, your impact in in an IT career uh, moving forward. Uh, so thank you again, and I will well, be turning this so much for over to Okay. All, All right. right. Well, you have a wonderful day. Yeah. Premier organization for people of African-American descent in the information technology industry. BDPA exists to advance the careers of African-Americans in the IT industry from the classroom to the boardroom. You can find BDPA on group sites, Twitter, and Facebook. Hello, welcome back. It's Jayla here, and we are going to get started with our second interview with Haran Arama, a senior at John Marshall High School in Rochester, Minnesota. He was part of the team trained by BDPA Southern Minnesota to participate in the 2015 National BDPA High School Computer Competition Championship held in Washington, D.C. 
his team came in fourth place and earned him a Dr. Jesse Bimley Scholarship. We are excited and interested in learning more about the training that was a part of preparing for the of the conference competition. So, Haran, how did you first find out about BDPA and why did you get involved? Uh, uh, certainly, hello. Um, I first found out about BDPA five years ago, I believe. My brother was uh, uh, a participant or, or a student in BDPA for uh, his last two years of high school, and so that's how I got involved with uh, the classroom, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, what keeps you <laughs> motivated to prepare for such a competitive competition? Well, it's really about, like, for for example, the team. It's really about the teammates and certainly how we work as a team is something that motivated me each day of our training and we'd meet every um every uh every day after the class ended and we called this training session the boot camp and we basically worked uh four hour days, eight hour days trying to perfect our craft and trying to make ourselves uh the perfect team and trying to uh, really build a chemistry that would last not only this year, but as well as the years to come as well. What does the chemistry of the group entail? What types of, uh, what type of activities do you work on to strengthen as a group? How do, how, and even how is the team for the Southern Minnesota chapter, how is the team selected to compete? How do you go about that? Well, um, during the school year, we have uh, basically we meet as a class. We uh, have students all over the school district sign up and basically come to a class every Saturday, uh, and we meet between nine and uh, or yeah nine and twelve p.m. in the uh, in the mornings. And basically, we we just have a class, and uh, we are graded on our assignments, and uh, we end up having out of seventy kids, the top five get picked for the team, and then uh, the top fifteen get to come along with the the team as well to uh, to the competition and the conference, and to, to experience the uh, the conference itself with the. Um, uh, workshops that go on there as well is something pretty amazing and you know almost a, a gift i i can't uh can't value them enough but um uh yeah so we go through a process of selecting the students the top 5 are the students who excel the most in the classroom and it's usually not like uh, as if we are you know superhuman and uh although i like uh Southern Minnesota has been uh, prided to win most of the last 10 championships. I believe it's around seven of the last 10 years we've won uh, the national championship, which is an extraordinary feat. But uh, the students who are in the top five are usually like um, separated by margins of points. It's 
insane how close we come to each other and we really value each other's skill and we depend on each other throughout the boot camp we uh select a team leader who is usually the most experienced person on the team uh and then after that we basically uh try to see what our strengths are and what we're good at and that's how we select our roles so this year i was the uh uh uh, I was the one of the programmers as well as the technical architect. I worked on the application's uh, uh, programmable features and also trying to find the er- errors of the application as well. This year's uh, application was OfferTrack, which was sort of like a project that would look like LinkedIn, uh, where um, a person, a recruiter, would come on and try to find... Uh, an employee and attach them or offer them a job and my job was to basically uh, back up my teammates on the programmable features of that site and also to find the errors of the website and tackle them. Did you ever have any challenging moments as a team while working towards the goal during the competition? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the goal for the team was to basically do our best, and I feel as if we did our best uh, this year. Um, Very proud of the team getting fourth place. We're looking to do better next year, but the challenges we faced during uh, competition were, I'd say, pretty minor, although at the end of the competition, we faced a pretty major error, but we ended up fixing it with a clutch two minutes left, um, catching it uh, really quickly. I think, um, if I remember correctly, it was an error to do with uh, entering uh, uh, queries into the database, but we fixed it uh, pretty pretty close in time. But uh, we also faced challenges in, like, you know, uh, uh during training we we'd work long hours it would all, it would almost seem as if it was a job and we'd uh meet uh we were so proud to be tasked with like having to meet at these uh good places with our sponsors as well Mayo Clinic provided us with uh uh these spaces to work in such as the uh business accelerator downtown here in Rochester Minnesota um and they offered us a corporate facility almost to basically hone our skills and try to um, improve ourselves, which is uh, which is a great gesture by them. But uh, yeah, some of the problems we faced, yeah, some of the problems we faced together was to like, for, at first it was almost uh, new because the team was pretty new to each other. Uh, there were new members. I was a new member this year and we were trying to just find a way to you know, come together and work together as a team, a new team. So overall, what was your experience with attending the conference? I enjoyed the conference very well. It was uh, quite, I mean, an honor to even uh, go to meet people like Earl Pace, meet people like Colin Powell, Jesse Bemley, uh, it's pretty impressive. I, I I just I don't know. I feel very very honored to even like be in their presence. Almost uh, these people who've gone pretty far in life. You just 
read about in articles. It's something extraordinary. Um, the food at the Hilton was amazing. The hotel room was amazing. The city itself was amazing. We went around and we toured. Uh, after each evening, we went and just, like, enjoyed the Washington city life, which was uh, pretty pretty good. Nice. So what do you think about the BDPA programs and services? Uh, I just feel as if it's been the pleasure of my high school career to be involved with such an amazing organization that, you know, is able to give students like me and uh, many other students to an opportunity to just basically be um, part of something that is involving and that it takes dedication to put into it. I mean, I missed uh, my birthday to do an eight-hour project during uh, our training sessions, which, I mean, I don't I don't know most people would do that, but I was pretty, uh, I don't know, I, I think it takes some sacrifice and an organization like this that is willing to, like, help students out here and just try to make the, their lives better by giving them something to do is quite, I mean, it, it's an achievement all in its own. Now, if you were to recommend BDPA to another student, what would you say to get them involved? Well, I'd say that, you know, there's no reason not to do it. Uh, it's quite, like, it's not that challenging. It's, uh, for at least for me, it's not that challenging. But for a student, it's quite fun. You get to travel on trips, uh, scot-free as well. You get the opportunity to get scholarship money as well, which is quite extraordinary. I mean, I went to the conference and it was uh, giving, they were giving out thousands of dollars in scholarship money, which is like in the environment right now for colleges that for most people you need aid to even get through your first year. Uh, one year of college is it's pretty expensive, let alone four years of it. So, I mean, any type of, financial support through scholarships is uh, something, I don't know, I uh, I love BDPA about. Um, it also gives, you know, a motivation towards trying to achieve more, and uh, BDPA as well gives uh, the opportunity for students and uh, mentors and people who are already, have already achieved quite great success in the technological business to meet together and to uh, communicate and to try and um, uh, create something new and something different. Uh, like the career fair at the uh, conference was quite uh, a good um, good opportunity for many students trying to find internships, perhaps in college. I mean, as for me in high school, I'm just trying to get into college and the scholarship money uh, on its own has been a pretty good step forward into uh, the college application process. What's next for you? What are your interests? Where do you want to go in the future? Well, uh, that is yet to be known. I cannot predict the future for myself, but I'd like to hope that I... Uh, for now, I'm going. I hope to be able to go to college, um, 
specifically, I don't know yet, although I'd very much like to uh, attend a pretty rigorous school. Um, I'm not sure yet, but I'm picking between Purdue and University of Washington, and these are, uh, and like, uh, uh, Cornell University and a bunch of other schools as well, but uh, it's it's been I would have never been able to like look at these schools had it not been for BPA because I would have been probably looking at something else. I'd probably be doing something else. I don't know. I don't think I would have the drive that I have to try and make something of myself if had it not been for uh, my family or uh, my brother and BDPA. But for me, I'd like to go to college and try to make something of my life that's beneficial to humanity. Now, you said your brother got you involved with the program. How did he hear about it? Well, uh, that was a funny story. He he got involved with BDPA through uh, a friend of his. Um, uh, his. He went to high school one day, and he was like, uh, hearing about his friends going on these extravagant trips and he was like how can I do that and he also um, wanted to uh, the thing about my brother is he, he's, he's got an, uh, an entrepreneur mind he's entrepreneurial and he wanted to like do something in high school like a startup almost uh, and he asked uh, uh, his friend of this friend of his to make him a website by his friend of this friend told him that uh that he'd have to pay for it like <laughs> almost uh give him a wage and hire him to make uh, the website itself and uh give him like uh money for his skills then uh he told him that there there's this class every Saturday at uh local high school and just basically told him to come to class and that's how my brother got involved and as well as for me, I came to class one day with him, but I wasn't really, it was pretty early on. I think it was 2008. I came to class one day and saw how it was, but I was too young to even understand what was going on at that time. But I came back a few years later in ninth grade and started, um, started, uh, started class basically from, from my mentor. Um, and, uh, never, Never missed a day since. Cool. It's great to see how everything circles back around. Would you yeah. like to share some final thoughts uh, with the BDPA iRadio audience? Uh, BDPA is an amazing organization. I can't thank them enough for the opportunities that they've, they've given me and my family and uh, basically the notoriety of such a an organization should be a lot higher in my expectation. I feel as if it's beneficial to everyone if BDPA was known way more. Because uh, it was, it was, my brother didn't know about BDPA. Certainly, if it had not been for his friend, I would have never known uh, about BDPA had it not for been my brother, or uh, or else you know I wouldn't be on the radio show. I wouldn't have. Uh, scholarship money, I'd probably be on a different track, but, you know, uh, it's certainly something to to increase its popularity is something that needs to happen. Um, and then I'd like uh, to also add that 
you know, Southern Minnesota is a pretty, pretty, uh, I like to say, competitive team, and we'll be back next year trying to get first place again. Awesome. Sounds great. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much. And now we will hear a word from our sponsors. The BDPA Education and Technology Foundation, a nonprofit organization that exists for the sole purpose of funding BDPA programs, scholarships, and services around the nation. Follow us on Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash BDPA Foundation, or Twitter, www.twitter.com forward slash BDPA. Hey, welcome back. I'm Ron Story with Jayla Cruz, and we also have Heron Arama on the line, along with Adrian Abels. And what we're going to do is a round robin and sharing some questions and have both of our guests this evening um, share with us their insight as we um, um, tag team on the questions with Jayla. Jayla, I'm going to let you lead. Hi. So um, what are we doing now, again? The Round Robin uh, with Aaron and Adrian. Adrian, you there? Yes, sir. I'm still here. And Aaron, you're there as well. I think he's muted. I think he's there now. Aaron, you there? Yep. Okay, we have both on, on, on the line. Jayla, you can leave with the question. Yeah, my first question is, I know that uh, both of you have both kind of been uh, saying that uh, there needs to be more awareness in regards to the organization. So in what ways can you creatively um, address some of the areas that can be improved or expanded to generate more awareness? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I, Heron, do you do you want to answer first, or would would you do you want me to go ahead and try and come up with an answer, or? Yeah, I think you can go ahead and give it a go first. Okay. Well, um, <clears throat> I think uh, one great way that uh, BDPA can be spread is I don't know whether or not their outreach to colleges. Um, how it is interacting or what's going on there. But um, if there can be a connection created with colleges and BDPA can be an organization for students to potentially form little mini chapters on a campus, and then these chapters can collectively go to the city's main chapter. So everyone's still involved within the main chapter. For example, within Indianapolis, the Indianapolis chapter, however it be, really cool if I could maybe potentially uh, have one here at DePaul where I'm staying. And it could, it could just be four or five individuals, but just kind of like what Heron was saying earlier with how he heard about BDPA from his friend, that really created a strong interest with him because brother's friend is doing it. And if you're getting conveyed about an organization from someone you know, you're more likely to join it. And so I feel like mm-hmm. the outreach within colleges and the same thing with high schools, um, potentially re- reaching out to the institutions and saying, hey, we have an organization that has a lot of opportunities. We've been here for 40-plus years. We are very active. 
um, within the African-American community and people outside of the African-American community can join as well. It's not just limited to African-Americans. And we're here to inspire creativity and intellectuals and develop their maturity process to where they're handling projects that seniors in college are doing. And they're doing it in high school. And so you convey these, this to the institutions, and not to mention social media, how they can work on social media and doing that. I feel like that is a great way to increase this awareness of BDPA. Because even if someone hears about the word BDPA and they've heard what it stands for and then they hear it two or three years down the line, it'll stick, I guarantee you, if done in the right manner. Okay. Yeah, I certainly think the same as well. Um, uh, over in southern Minnesota here, we basically what the chapter has done is partnered with the school district as sort of an incentive they've given out. Uh, the school district has decided to uh, give out high school credit for uh, students who get involved with the class in BDPA. So for a regular class, if you go, you get high school credit and I, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's a lesser incentive to, to not go to the classroom if you're gonna graduate sooner. I guess. Mhm. So it was here with regards to the outreach and awareness of BDPA. Um, Adrian shared with uh, more outreach to colleges um, or even many and. Um, Carol just mentioned the fact that in um, Rochester, in, in Minnesota, yes. that they have a, um, a program where you get credit for participation in um, a BDPA type of activity? Uh, yeah, the classroom. Okay. Um, in, in, in the classroom. And that's... that's Hi, Eroza, can you make sure that the microphones are all turned on? Yeah. I'm still here. I'm still here, too. Yeah. I'm still here. Okay, everyone's still on. Continue on. And so is, are there any other questions or um, any other conversations that anyone would like to start in regards to BDPA or anything else? Ron, I'm going to have what? you wrap up the show. Did we lose you? Hello. I had an extra question. Sure, sure. Go ahead, Jim. What was everyone's favorite part about the conference? Ooh. Oh, that's that's a tough one. That's yeah. a tough one. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there were... There were uh, go ahead. Uh, are you sure? Um, yeah. I, it's honestly, I had, I had too many good experiences at the conference. Um, just meeting other students from other colleges that are in the IT showcase, um, people that can relate to the research and the hardships that I went through of finding that research and connecting with them, and then just meeting so many 
business professionals and all the workshops. I'm just learning such a large amount of information within a short period of time. It was just it was just wonderful. It was absolutely wonderful. Um, the conference in general, I, I really liked the layout of the way they introduced different companies, and they also connected students in college and in high school with a lot of these prominent businessmen and businesswomen that are succeeding within their individual careers. I And each person was so interesting, and I just had a wonderful time at the career fair, the workshops, and the events that were held, such as dinner and things like that. I, I just I had a great time. Is there a new experience? Uh, I'd say my favorite part of the conference was, uh, for one, the competition was, I'd say, my favorite portion of the conference. It really got, I guess, my, it really got me to get my hands on to, to showcase my skills and, uh, try and show everybody what what my team and I can do um, as well as like the city as well is one of my favorite aspects of the conference uh, lots of like great tourism points I believe at one point we I think we toured in one day the Washington Monument the Lincoln Memorial and the White House all in one um, uh, walk across the city. Okay. Uh, did you walk down from your hotel to those sites? Yeah. I'm sorry, what was that? Did you walk down from the hotel to the uh, the Washington Monument um, and to the the other sites that you just mentioned? Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, we chose to not have public transportation Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, the, we Southern Minnesota usually brings a pretty large group to the conference, so it was pretty fun to walk down uh, the mall with everybody, and um, uh, it was a pretty pretty great time. Okay, was that your first time to uh, Washington D.C.? Oh no, it was our second, uh, my second time to Washington D.C. Uh, since uh, that was like um, the second time, and uh, the conference was held there in the last three years, so mm-hmm. I got the opportunity to, re- to return and see the city again. Oh, great! Uh, yeah. So, so uh, how about yourself, um, 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 Adrian? Uh, was that your first time to Washington? I I have family in Washington, and yeah. so I've. I've been to the monuments and things like that, but I've never gotten to walk around the city. But going to the conference actually gave me some time to see relatives that I haven't seen in years. Um, (laughs) So that was, that was really nice to do. And I also got to explore the city with my supervisors and some of the other folks within my chapter. And we had lots of nice dinners and it was just interesting exploring the city. We didn't go too far from the hotel. We didn't go to the monuments or anything. But it was kind of cool to see DC's nightlife. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Great! It's it's a it's an international city, as they say. Uh, that's that's just that's just as awesome. Uh, Jayla. Yes. 
Um, if you could uh, share another question, and then we'll move to uh, close out this evening's uh, program. Sure. Um, let's see. Hmm. Do any of do any of uh, our guests have anything that they would like to share last minute? Uh, anything that they missed that they wanted to um, clarify or uh, speak about uh, before we conclude? Um, I would just suggest that anyone that has a chance to go to the IT showcase, they do so. Um, just because, not just because it's just a wonderful experience, but because for the learning experience, it was amazing and the connections that I came out with, and then also just the people that I was able to meet, and I'm sure that everyone else that was a student came out with, it's it truly is a congregation of just intellectuals and successful people within their respective industries. And they really do care about the young talent that go to these showcases, and they're generally interested in your experiences and what you've done. And so I... I just encourage anyone within the audience that hasn't been able to attend the IT showcase that they do so because it is a wonderful experience and I had a great time. Oh, excellent. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, I'd say, I'd say that uh, one of my thoughts is that as BDPA continues on in its future, I'd really like to see more companies come up and partner up with organization as well as, uh, uh, I mean, I would have certainly loved to see the federal, like federal officials, especially in a city like Washington, I'd, I would have loved to see someone like Barack Obama come and speak uh, at the conference. I mean, Colin Powell was certainly a powerful speaker, but I believe it would have been more, um, uh, Something something uh, great for the first African-American president of the United States to come and address a congregation of uh, America, uh, some of America's uh, uh, foremost minds and, like, um, future, future technological uh, moguls, I guess. But it's it's... An organization that needs more notoriety is what I I try to emphasize. It certainly deserves more. Mhm. Yeah, sounds Hi. great. Well, both um, Heron and Adrian, it's been a pleasure to listen and learn from you. And again, we thank you for being a guest tonight, and wish you a safe and warm evening. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure being here. Thank you very much. Okay. You're welcome. Okay. In closing this evening's program, which we had in inspiring and information and informative interviews, special thanks again to, to our Tuesday, September 22nd guest, Karen Arama, HSCC alumni, BDPA Southern Minnesota, and Adrian Abels, DePaul University. Thank you to our co-hosts, Jayla Cruz, Ron Story, and Tim Butts. Thank you to our studio engineer, Everardo Gallimore. And thank you to our producer, Fran McNeil. The next appreciation to Mr. Wayne Hicks, Executive Director of the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the BDPA 
our radio show. I'm Ron Story, inviting you to listen in to our program on the second and fourth Tuesday of every month, p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our next show airs Tuesday, October 13th, 2015. Join us at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash BDPA. PAI Radio, linking business, education, and technology. The BDPA I Radio Show creates a vibrant communications platform that speaks to all BDPA stakeholders. Hosted by Fran McNeil, sponsored by the BDPA Education and Technology Foundation, and the Executive Director, Wayne Hicks. Produced by Everaldo Gallimore. Technical advice by John Melanson. BDPA iRadio broadcasts the second and fourth Tuesday of every month. Join us on blogtalkradio.com backslash BDPA.